welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. ...in your life and to be able to just to share a message and continue the series before Google. Now, if you missed out on last week, uh, we're, uh, I encourage you to go online. Uh, last week, Pastor Darren spoke that, uh, spoke on it, and uh, it's a great message. Go on there, get caught up. Uh, but uh, believe me, you don't necessarily, this is one of those you can kind of jump in anytime. It's not one of those shows where you kind of feel like you have to watch you know, the pilot episode and then all this. No, no, you can jump in whenever. So uh, I'm so glad that you are here. And uh, if you're looking for a church home, uh, we want to be that home for you. This is an incredible place made up of incredible people. And uh, what, a, what an honor and a blessing it is to be able to minister here at the Minnetrista campus. So anyhow, well, hey, uh, before I get started, I, uh, I, I want to, again, just honor Fourth of July weekend, okay? Fourth of July weekend, it's one of my favorite weekends, okay? Because like I said to someone earlier today, now, if, if you're a Christmas person, I'm not dogging on Christmas. I love Christmas as well. My wife loves Christmas, so I feel like I have to love Christmas. But, uh, but anyhow, it's Fourth uh, of July weekend. It's one of those weekends where you just kind of show up, right? You don't got to do much. Christmas, you kind of have to give gifts. You know, if there's weather, whatever, you kind of have to fight to that. Fourth of July, you just show up and eat food. I mean, how, how, come on, thank you for freedom. Seriously, thank you for freedom. But uh, honestly, uh, thank you to those who have served. Uh, but, uh, you know, Fourth of July has, uh, has what I call the, the three S. Now, they're good, they're good words, okay, not the bad words, okay? And they're, uh, they're, the, they're food, fun, and fireworks, okay? I love those things. Yeah. Food, fun, and fireworks. And uh, I want to add an S at the end. And then, again, this is a good word, not the bad word, is uh, sunburns, too. So anyone have any sunburns here today? Anybody? Uh, maybe? Well, I'm not going to ask you to stand up or anything, but perhaps some of us are. I mean, we're, we live on the lake, right? I mean, we spend a lot of time out there. Uh, we're outdoorsy people, so some of us might have a little sunburn. You're probably leaning forward a little bit just so that you don't irritate those. But, uh, you know, it's also one of those weekends where I feel like sometimes we can kind of get, uh, lose our better judgment, okay? I'm guilty. I'm the same way. I remember one year, uh, and what I mean by this is we lose sight of, of, our, of our better judgment is because... Uh, uh, you know, I like to do thing, fun things with fireworks, okay? Probably things that are not advised. You know, there, there's usually the warning label on there that says don't do these things. Well, I'm like, what fun is it if I can't do those things? And so I remember one year we, we did, uh, we, did uh, we put a firework on a slingshot and we, we shot it towards my brother. I think we burned a hole through his shorts at one point. Uh, it's probably not wise, but uh, again, we lose sight of judgment. And so what I did, being that we are in the information age, and obviously it's fitting because we're in our before Google series where we're talking about wisdom, is what did I do? Well, I'm going to consult Google. So I decided to look up uh, fails. Now, before we put that up, I want to uh, catch you up. Perhaps there's people in this room who are thinking, well, what are fails? What are you talking about that? The young people know, hashtag fails if you probably used it before, but uh, anyone who, who doesn't know, it's basically when you tried something and you expected a good outcome and you failed. That simple, okay? So I'm going to bring up a few of them right now. Uh, on our, we, I got three images and a video that we're going to, so if you want to go ahead and put up that first fail. So there we are. Don't be that dad, okay? Obviously that, uh, that child is now going to have trust issues, with dad because he can't hold on to the sparkler. I remember yesterday I was telling my wife, I was like, hey, and I have a three-month-old. Uh, I said, hey, we should get Eden to hold on. She's like, no, no, that's not going to happen. Not wise. And she's like, okay, you're probably right. So again, don't be that dad. If you did that, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of grace in your household. Uh, next slide. Uh, ooh, okay. 
and that's a fail. I'm telling you, if I go over to your place and you burn the food, uh, you could easily become public enemy number one. If you burn the food, uh, don't admit to it, move on. You always got next year, right? All right. Next slide. And this is, uh, this is a, one of those Pinterest fails. So probably some of us who are online earlier this week thinking, oh, we're going to put together this really good dessert. It's going to just look like, like the image right here on the left. It's going to look great, but the reality is the other thing. And so, but if you did that, don't worry. You, uh, there's always next year as well. There's always next year. I'm sure it tasted fine. And then uh, before I show the last one, this is a video uh, that, I, that I shared now. Uh, let me give you a little, a little context. My wife, she's from San Diego, so this is from her hometown. And uh, it, this happened a few years ago. And basically, a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to get down there for what's going to be a 30-plus minute fireworks show. Well, someone failed at doing their job and maybe didn't use wisdom, let's just assume for the sake of, uh, of our sermon here that, she didn't, that they didn't use any wisdom. And, uh, well, uh, a 30-minute-plus fireworks show turned out to be about under 30 seconds. Go ahead and watch. I don't even know if that was even close to 30 seconds. It was like 15. Wow. Now, I don't know about you, but I was like, if that happened, I don't care if I was out there all day. That's like a once in a lifetime type thing. I'm, I'm willing to deal with that. How awesome would that have been? Oh my gosh. Well, anyhow, uh, let's, let's go ahead and move in. So uh, as you just saw, a lot of us, you know, we, we sometimes we can fail to kind of tap into that wisdom. We kind of fail to maybe look into what God has for us. And so for that reason, I called this message, more wins, less fails. But if we're going to be a little bit more proper, I'm just going to say the benefits are the wins of wisdom. So why should we seek out wisdom? Why should we look out godly wisdom? Because there's knowledge and then there's wisdom. And wisdom is the things that we need to be uh, also attaining for. And so because how many of us know that when we tap into the godly wisdom that Pastor Darren talked about last week, uh, it saves us from what could be a lifetime of pain. That's, right. That's just the reality, okay? The reality is that we tap, when we tap into what God has for us, all of us, we are exposed to the life that is lived right and that is lived fulfilled, okay? But if we don't, we can find ourselves on what I call just the, the repeat cycle. We can find ourselves mis- making mistakes over and over and over and over again. But instead, if we, we learn to kind of go to God and tap into that godly wisdom, we can finally break that cycle. So let's recap last week, okay? Let's get us caught up in case we missed it. And for those uh, who didn't, uh, well, let's, uh, let's, let's get caught up. You're in it. All right, here we go. So Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2 and 5, where it says, uh, their purpose is to teach people wisdom. And this is talking about the Proverbs is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge, and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. And so I like that, that part at the end because it's kind of one of those in- inclusion Scriptures where it means it includes every single person in this room. If you are young, guess what? It includes you too. Because how many of us know that us young people, we need a little bit of wisdom sometime, right? 
You know, I thought, I thought things were getting bad when the selfies started coming out, but then they have selfie sticks now. Now we can include more than one people. Man, there's, wow, we need wisdom. That's, that's wisdom. We need it. We need it now. I'm just kidding. But also, uh, older people. This, is, this also includes us, you know, as well. And I, I, I feel like I can include myself a little bit there, too. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm an old soul. So just for the sake of this, just for the sake of this message, I'm just going to say us, too. You know, older people, I'm right there with you. Uh, but... Um, uh, you know, one thing I, I, I found very interesting about this, uh, about this text is, um, is perhaps they're not talking about age. They're talking about where we're at in our relationship with God. If we're young, hey, guess what? This is, uh, it will give um, knowledge and discernment to the young. But if also for, the, for, the, older, for the, the wiser, the older people in this room who perhaps you've done this for a while, you've been living with God, you've been walking with God for a while, well, perhaps... This is an opportunity for you to say, you know what? There's still more I could do. There's still more I can grow in. So therefore, we're all tuned in. We're all ready to go. We ready? We good? Okay, come on. Let's go. Keep up with me. Here we go. Um, so uh, in our Google age, I want to make this really clear. Okay, and, and Pastor Darren alluded to this last week as well. Information and knowledge does not equal godly wisdom. Okay? That's the reality. It doesn't equal that information overload, that you know, that, that usually kind of goes against us. So that stuff does not equal godly wisdom. Godly wisdom, as, as Pastor Darren said, needs to be pursued, needs to be pursued. It doesn't just come to us, but instead we need to be able to go to it. We need to be able to find it. We find that in the word. We find that in a relationship with uh, Jesus Christ. Now, I'm a person, uh, I have a smartphone. I have a lot of apps on it. Uh, I have Facebook, I have Instagram, I have Wikipedia, all those things. I'm an informational, uh, information junkie. I love to be able to learn a lot of things. But how many of us know that those things are not really going to help us make the next big wise decision in our lives? It's the truth, okay? It's not going to help us raise our kids better. It's not going to help us raise our kids in a, in a godly way, living uh, you know, morally correct, having a moral compass, but it also, it's not going to help us in saving our marriage either. You know, perhaps there's people in this room that need a little bit of help with that. I, I want to tell you, stop looking at Facebook. Stop, stop looking at those things and go to the source. Go to the word. Go to your relationship with Jesus Christ. And allow that to grow you and to uh, grow you in your, in your wisdom uh, and your discernment. So that is a big thing. Uh, we need to pursue wisdom, as it was said last week. Uh, Pastor Wayne Cordero, who's a... He's, he's a pastor in Oahu, there it is, I always struggle with that, Oahu, Hawaii, and uh, I'm telling you, man, that pastor was called a suffer in Hawaii, poor guy, huh? Man, but uh, anyhow, he said this, and I thought this is great, benefit learning through wisdom and not consequence. Okay, let me say that again, benefit learning through wisdom and not consequence, okay, Yes, learn for your consequences if you got to that point. But however, if you don't have to, don't get to that point. Don't get to that point. Why? It's not worth it. Because you will find yourself, you can save yourself for what could be a lot, of, a lot of pain and a lot of heartache. So let's talk about, let's talk about more why it benefits us, the winds of wisdom. Uh, and we're going to move fairly quickly through them. Here we go. The first win is having the right relationship with God. So according to uh, Proverbs chapter 2, it says, Wisdom is necessary for relating rightly to God. People who make wrong decisions have a harder time understanding how to please God and learning how to relate to him. So it says this, My child, listen to what I say. 
and treasure my commands. Now, there's something really, uh, really great about this, and to me, it's actually really comforting, and I think it should be for all of us in this room. It says, my child. My child seems, means relation, that we are already in relationship with him. As a, as a heavenly father, he says, hey, you know what? You are my son. You are my daughter. My child my child. So there's something great about that is about that we are already in relationship with it with him. Now we just need to be able to continue to pursue that relationship with God. So wisdom is about knowing God. Uh, actually, yeah, wisdom is about knowing God and re- relating correctly to him. If we're rightly related to God, we're also going to be rightly related to other people. An example of a, of a person in the, um, for me in the Bible is uh, two simple, two simple. I wouldn't even say simple people, but two simple examples I would say is Jesus and Paul. You know, they had great relationships with God, very honest ones as well, but they also had great relationships with people around them. Right. They had great relationships with people around them. So there's a benefit in having a right relationship with God because that also opens up a little bit more for us. And I'm going to get to that, that, that other one. Uh, this is, uh, or I'm alluding to something that's going to come, so you'll, you'll see, okay? Uh, also, uh, so yeah, there's that. Okay, there we go. Found it. Second example is protection. Okay, here we go. A pastor, Charles Stanley, writes that one of the great benefits of wisdom is protection, and that's, that's great. We'll see this in Proverbs chapter 2, 11, verse 12, where it says this. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. So let's unpack this a little bit and, uh, and, see, and make this a little bit more applicable. So wisdom protects us from various things. I'm going to mention three things, and there's a little bit of uh, content involved within those three, three things, but keep up with me. Okay, the first one is e- uh, it protects us from evil in such forms of dangerous situations, harmful substances, and destructive circumstances. Okay. So perhaps, there, uh, and, and in this, I want us also to be very honest. And again, to ourselves, keep it, let the Holy Spirit begin to speak to you and, and, and reveal to you maybe some areas that need to be redefined and addressed. But let's just be honest in this today. Perhaps there's some of us in this room, you know what, I could relate to that one. But I know all, all of us will be able to relate to one of the three. The second one is people who influence us to do wrong. Any person who tempts you to sin is not a friend. He or she wants to lead you in a situation that will ultimately cause you loss or harm. Okay. Now, make, make, let's make this clear too. I'm not saying if you have people who are friends, if you have friends who are not believers, I'm not saying go and you know unfriend them all. That's not the point. That's just maybe we need to have a conversation to say, you know what? I'm just not willing to go there anymore. This is where I draw the line. And if they're a real friend, they're going to understand and they're going to respect those things. So think about that. Maybe perhaps we need to redefine what some of those friendships look like. Also, the third one is misleading emotions. And I'm guilty of this one for sure. Uh, Many people live according to the whims of their emotions, but uh, do what feels good isn't always beneficial for us. Isn't that the truth? Having that extra piece of cake yesterday was probably not beneficial for you, okay? Let's just be real, all right? All right, today you can have it. It's a new day. Let's start off fresh, but maybe tomorrow... But let's just keep it to one, okay? But, but seriously, isn't always beneficial for us. Instead, we are called to trust the Holy Spirit for guidance rather than our desires, impulses, and feelings. Because maybe some of us are, or we know people who are caught up in, 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 in maybe a lot of spending. You spend a lot of money with, that, with no regard of actually knowing exactly where you're at. 
And you can get, and a lot of it is influenced by the whims of your emotions. Oh, I gotta have that, I gotta have that. But in reality, what happens is we're, pro- we're not tapping to our wisdom and we're not protecting ourselves. Wisdom is here to protect us. So let's use that. So wherever you fall in there, I, I, you know, my, the prayer is, hey, let God and the Holy Spirit begin to change you uh, or to develop some of those areas and grow you so that you don't have to continue to be on the, on the repeat cycle like we talked about. Here's the encouraging side. Protection also comes in the form of good judgment. It does. Leaders who are good judges are able to protect themselves and others from harm. Let me make an, a, a really easy example of this. For me, if I practice good judgment and, the, and decisions, I'm not, o- I'm not only protecting our church here as well, but I get to protect my wife and my new baby. Because there's more at stake here than just the, uh, more at stake here at the, in, 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 in just, more than just me. If I make a decision, it's most likely gonna affect the people around me. Okay? So again, protect not only yourself, protect your heart, protect your mind, but also protect those around you because they're leaning on you. So a leader who has wisdom can handle the challenges that arise from leading. This is because good judgment comes to those who are wise. Wisdom, like good judgment, comes from experience. Now, I heard someone say this, okay? Good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that comes from bad judgment. So where are you getting at, Theor Zeus? Does that mean i got to go make bad decisions? No, 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 no. That's not the case. The reality is some of us might, might do that at some point. However, just know that there is grace. There is grace, and you can learn from those things. So, okay, so perhaps you've done something in the past, and you're like, no, I, I don't know if I can work through this. I don't know if I can go, continue to go, in, to go forward. But however, know that we serve a heavenly father who says, you know what? I have grace for you, and I can grow you, and I can get you above that so you don't ever have to repeat that same cycle ever again. Know that there is grace. Break it once and for all, and move on for it. So don't just make decisions just for the sake of making decisions. Uh, or bad decisions for, to learn. Oh, if I do this, I'm going to learn. No, 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 that's not the point. That's not the point. Let's get above that. Okay, protection is in the growing relationship with God and also with godly people around you. So let me ask you a question. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Do they elevate you in your walk with Christ? Or do they constantly put you in situations that can be compromising to your faith? Maybe some of us know people that. Because if that's the case... Perhaps it's time, again, like I mentioned before, it's perhaps it's time to redefine who you're surrounding yourself with. Who are you, your influences? Because also, there's protection and picking the right people around you and because those people get to surround you and protect you as well with godly wisdom. Wisdom encourages us to be honest, humble, and cautious and moral in all things. Now, through the years of my, my relationship with Christ, I've had to be very careful with this, especially as a person who's been called to ministry. I need to be very careful with the people who I surround myself with because if I'm not, again, I could potentially hurt not only my family, but I can hurt the people who are around me, the church, right? And so uh, I want to show an image, actually. This is kind of cool. This is uh, Instagram that I, I put out about a year ago. Uh, but these are, these are uh, people who have I surrounded myself in the, through the years who, uh, who just pour into me, who elevate me to go higher and further for God. So I want to ask you, who are the people who are doing that for you? Who are those? Who are those that you're surrounding yourself with? Because they, it's wisdom and picking those people because those people also help protect you if they are in tune with God. So who are the influences? Godly wisdom brings influence, so protect yourself, okay? The third uh, win of wisdom is the sense of security. 
Okay, so let's look at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 21 and 26, where it says, My son, keep sound wisdom and discretion, and then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or the ruin of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Praise God. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you told a, a, a secret or a lie that you probably shouldn't have told or kept to avoid the trouble? You know, maybe some of us can think of one right away. Uh, did, now, I, I'm sure at one point it didn't help anything to ease your mind, right? Because we, we all have to struggle with things. There's always a tension there that is happening. So I'm going to give an example of a, a very lighthearted one. I wanted to lift the, lift, lift the atmosphere in the room a little bit because what we're kind of going through is a lot of, you know, kind of self-assessment. And so I want to give you a lighthearted one. So a few years ago when I was still a Bible, uh, Bible college student at North Central University downtown, I, uh, I, I made a decision that, uh, or I made some choices that led to me making the decision that... Uh, caused me to be a little bit honest. So here, here it goes. So we were caught up. I, I lived on the second floor, I, I, and then the guy's floor was on the second floor. The girl's floor was on the third floor. And we got caught up in a, in a water war in one of the fire, uh, fire exit store, or stairwells. So again, there's no carpet there. So I thought, ah, it's not too bad, right? We're not going to mold the carpet or anything like that. Mold it. Uh, so let's, let's have it because it's all concrete. So if it gets wet, not a big deal, right? Now, here's what ended up happening, too, is just recently... I was accepted, this is my sophomore year going to my junior year, I was accepted to be a resident advisor. So that means I was able to, uh, to benefit from a scholarship, I was able to benefit from free room and board, it was all set up, it was great, it was awesome. But, so we got caught up in this fire war, and, uh, or not fire war, but uh, if that fire war, that would have been more interesting, but water war. Uh, water war, and uh, it, uh, it eventually we, we had a lot of water in the stairwell, but again, not a big deal, right? It's going to dry up. Well, about 10 minutes later, I was in, a, in my, uh, my buddy's room, and the fire alarm goes off. And I'm like, uh-oh, this can't be good. And almost inside of me, I knew something's not right. Sounds not right. So I work security, so I knew the thing to do is to see where the, the trip happened. Where is this alarm coming from? So as I'm walking out, because we, again, this is the middle of the day. This is, like, classes are going on. People are, the building is full. Things are going on. And we now have to evacuate the building. And so as I'm going and evacuating the building, I'm seeing on the panel, it's called the fire panel, it tells you where the trip happened. And it said the northwest stairwell. That's us. I'm pretty sure that's us. So here I am. So I'm walking to the rallying point where we all have to walk to, and I'm thinking, don't tell, don't tell. They will never know. They will never They will never know. Nope, nope, they're not going to know because you're going to lose your position. You're going to lose your job. You're not, I mean, you're, you're going to lose your job before even getting it, so don't even do it. Uh, so here I am, and then all of a sudden, you know, I just feel like, no, no, you got to go. You got to be honest because, dude, there's a lot riding on it, so I'm like, okay, 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 fine, fine, fine. So I go back to the security office. I don't even go to the rallying point, and it's funny because all security is all working on it. And, uh, and then they, they come, oh, I think we know who it is. And I'm like, no, 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 it was me, it was me. So I came clean, but I know that uh, eventually I would have been found out. But uh, it was better for me to just go out with it right away, to be honest with it, than to be caught up in a situation where I was just going to be lying. Because who knows, if I lied there, perhaps the next one was a lot easier. And I just continued to lie my, lie my way through, thing, through things. So I broke that cycle before it even began broke that cycle before it even began. So 
And the thing is, there's security. Uh, be secure with yourself. Be secure with what God wants to do with you. Deception works in the same way when you're an adult and you're making more significant decisions. When you do something foolish because you think, oh, it's just one time, just a little bit, it's not going to hurt, right? Well, with an anxiety and guilt taken. And what you've done can quickly overshadow any momentary pleasure you get out of the action in the first place. And then you're ashamed of the actions that you try to cover up. And then you're afraid that people will find out anyways. It causes paranoia. It causes a lot of things. It's not good. It's not, not good. Uh, let it go. So making wise decisions uh, from the get-go can save you a lot of fear, anxiety, and make wise decisions the first time. And then you'll feel secure, believe me. So trusting in our understanding, on the other hand, could lead to disaster and insecurity. We see this uh, very simply uh, right at the beginning of the Bible, the Garden of Eden. Uh, Adam and Eve, they make a bad decision, and then all of a sudden they're, they're exposed to their shame and all those things. But they said, oh, this little bit, they gave in to the serpent. They said, if I give in to this little bit, it'll be fine, right? Well, in reality, it, it, it broke through a lot of other things that was very destructive, within their lives. So relying on God for wisdom and instruction gives us what John Bloom calls the joyful sanity of trusting God. I'd rather be in the sanity of trusting God than in, uh, in a place where I'm always living unsecure and not knowing about the decisions I'm making. So how many of the things, so, how, so many of things that can cause the most difficulty and heartache in life uh, could be the source of much of our anxiety, fear, and down anger with others and with God. And it's also the result of leaning into our own understanding. Hey, guess what? Reality is we don't know it all. We don't. But we have, we serve a heavenly father who does. So why not go back to him? So God does not want us to be miserable living a life paranoid, but instead living a life full of trust, security, when we, when we cannot make out what happens in the future. Right? So godly wisdom brings about peace. And the fourth win is, and we have six just in case you're keeping track. Uh, the fourth win is honor and influence. So the first few we dealt with, are, a lot happens internally, the things within ourselves. But this one's also more of an external uh, afterproduct or byproduct, if anything, if you will. Uh, it's things that, uh, that, that it's good for us and for the people around us if we, uh, if we continue. So it is here we find our witness for Christ also continues to increase. The reality is that when godly wisdom brings honor and influence. Now, here's the thing. The goal is not what follows. The goal of the Christian life is, of course, not to get the honor and respect of other people. If that's your first thing, then you're missing the point. You're missing the point. The point is to be in relationship with the Heavenly Father. That's the point. And then the rest is uh, an effect, an after effect of that. So, however, wisdom and honor are often also closely linked in Proverbs. When it doesn't, it's uh, even if it doesn't seem like it in the short term, we, because those who, uh, who make informed moral decisions tend to get ahead of those who don't, okay? So those who make informed moral decisions tend to get ahead of those who don't. A place that this comes out easily is in the workforce, okay? In the workplace, the average employer, again, this is the average employer, uh, is not looking for dishonest, short-sighted, uh, self-seeking workers, they're looking for thoughtful, mature, patient people who are capable of making good decisions for themselves and others. And I see this easy to play out. Now, for me as a pastor, I, I've had the opportunity to get to build the, the team around me. And so when I'm looking for people to add, I'm looking for things like this. I'm not looking for things opposite of that because if that's the case, then I'm not building a good team. I'm not even using good wisdom within that. So what I'm looking for people, I'm looking for people who exemplify some of these traits. So do you exemplify some of those traits? If you do, hey, continue at, continue going forward. But if you don't, it's not too late to change. It's not too late to change, okay? 
So uh, I'm going to read here what it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 35. It says, The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. A servant who deals wisely has the king's favor. And that's Proverbs chapter 14 and 35. So impress, impress those around you. Again, that's not, the only, that's not the only reason why we're doing it. But impress people. Wisdom makes you a more valuable employee. But perhaps you're in a job where you're like, you know what? Actually, I don't have much of an influence because I'm kind of at the bottom. Uh, I'm not doing much. Well, uh, guess what? You're probably right where God wants you to be. Be faithful to those things because you never know what things can happen. Because let me encourage you by saying this. Sometimes those in the lowest, lowly, loneliest or lowly, lowest positions end up having the greatest influence. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere because they are wise. Think of uh, Joseph who was sold as a slave to Potiphar's house in Egypt. And it says this in Genesis, Genesis 39 and 34. Here's the example here. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him, uh, attended him and made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. So I'm telling you, live your relationship with Christ because you never know what that can do for you. But again, that's not the only reason we do it. Just be in relationship, continue to know Christ. Uh, wisdom brings honor within your own personal professional life. When you grow in wisdom, then you honor the um, and then your honor among others also begins to rise. This is because you live an example of someone who is worth following. Are you an example of someone that's worth following? Am I an example of someone who's worth following? Because if there's not, then I probably need to make some changes, right? And I probably need to go back to the wisdom that God has for us. So wisdom brings honor within your personal and professional life. It benefits us a ton. There's great benefit in it. The fifth wisdom win is joy and happiness. The reality is that no one likes the grumps, okay? I'm kind of a grump sometimes. Uh, ask my wife. I come home sometimes, and she's like, okay, you get to stay over there. You're not even coming close. The reality is, now, nobody likes the grumps. So if you're the grump, uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm a grump too sometimes, so we just got to work through it together. Maybe we can help each other out. But, uh, how, so how do we go about finding more joy and happiness? Well, I can tell you that surely it's not in the material things, but it's that in a relationship with Christ. So let's be clear. Wise people still get sick, though. They still get hurt. They still get rejected. If you're wise, bad things can still happen to you. But wise people tend to be better protected from, the, from, harm, from their own harm of making decisions. They don't make, they don't make foolish, regrettable decisions, and they can see the big picture and can be hopeful about the future, even when the short term looks grim. Joy and happiness is less about how you feel, more about the perspective that you have. It's natural to get sometimes get bogged down, but how, how many know that you can control some of those things that bring about some of those feelings that are opposite of joy? Because if we're connected to the wisdom, if we're connected to God, that all of a sudden does not seem that big of a problem. Red Stedman writes of Ecclesiastes 8.1 that wisdom brightens a man's face and changes its heart appearance. So things happen. How great is it when we find a person who's been changed by God, who was probably, uh, maybe some of us know people here who have been changed by God, that they were some of the hardest people to, get, to break through, but yet when God takes a hold of their life, to see an incredible transformation begin to happen. There is joy and happiness in that. And then finally, as we close here, the last one is the trust in the Lord. So it goes back to that one that is pretty close to our relationship with God. So Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. And this is going to be the theme again for the rest of our summer sermon series called Before Google. And it's going to be this, this, this passage here. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. 
and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Now that doesn't happen easily, I get it, but it happens by being in relationship. And if you're in relationship, all of a sudden you realize, you know what? I serve a heavenly father who is for me, who is with me and doesn't want to see me stay here, but instead he wants me to move here because he has way more for me. I'm telling you, that's a message. I'm telling I have to tell myself sometimes because we all have things that we need to work through. But also another thing I want to make also very clear is that it's not just something we go to it when we need it. We need to be in it every single time. We need to be pursuing it every single moment because if we're not, then our relationship with God is more than just we're seeking demands rather than relationship. If that was the way I I sought out my relationship with my wife, I finally went to her when I want her to cook for me, when I want her to do clean the place or whatever it is, then she's not gonna be a very happy wife. There's not much of a relationship there. But instead, if I continue to invest into that, if I continue to love her, if I continue to come back to her, all of a sudden, all these things begin to benefit me. All these things give me a sense of protection. It gives me a sense of security. It gives me influence in my house. It gives me influence in my workplace. It does all these things. And so I'm telling you, as we go through this sermon series, I think there's God wants to do a, a new thing within ourselves, but it can only happen if we're willing to be, uh, if we're only willing to be honest with ourselves. Because if we are not, then all this means nothing. But instead, if we say, you know what, God, if this is what you have for me, if you want me to go seek the seek out the wisdom, I'm going to go back to your word. And the proverbs are great for that. Spend time in your soap. Spend time in your devotions, because God wants to do something great in you. If only you allow yourself to. If only you allow yourself to. Because here's the reality. You can save yourself from that repeat cycle. You can save yourself from the damage and the hurt that things can happen by making one bad decision. And honestly, sometimes, guys and girls, everyone in this room, men and women, all it takes is one bad decision to alter the rest of your life. It takes one bad decision one decision where we did not seek out God to mess up the rest of our lives. And it can really bring a lot of hurt to people, not only yourself, but the people around you. Everyone here has an influence. Everyone has, here has influence. So go back to God. Value it. Because what we get to do is too important. God loves you. He wants to get to know you. Go to the wisdom. Go to the word go to your relationship with God. So God, I thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity to be able to come here, Lord, and to share a word, a word that I believe you had for us, God, because what we do, the decisions that we make are way too important, God, and they have ripple effects. And if we're not careful about them, if we're not making them wise, if we're not going back to you with our source, we can find ourselves missing the mark. But God, also, I thank you that you are a father who has grace. There are consequences, but you also are a father who has grace. And if we've made a decision in the past, God, I know that you could lead us out of that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.